Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible, and today's reading is for August 15th. Jeremiah is imprisoned. Jeremiah 37, 11-21. After the Babylonian army had withdrawn from Jerusalem because of Pharaoh's army, Jeremiah started to leave the city to go to the territory of Benjamin to get his share of the property among the people there. But when he reached the Benjamin gate, the captain of the guard, whose name was Irijah, son of Shelemiah, the son of Hananiah, arrested him and said, You are deserting to the Babylonians. That's not true, Jeremiah said. I'm not deserting to the Babylonians. But Irijah would not listen to him. Instead, he arrested Jeremiah and brought him to the officials. They were angry with Jeremiah and had him beaten and imprisoned in the house of Jonathan the secretary, which they had made into a prison. Jeremiah was put into a vaulted cell in a dungeon where he remained a long time. Then King Zedekiah sent for him and had him brought to the palace, where he asked him privately, Is there any word from the Lord? Yes, Jeremiah replied, You will be delivered into the hands of the king of Babylon. Then Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, What crime have I committed against you or your attendants or this people that you have put me in prison? Where are your prophets who prophesied to you the king of Babylon will not attack you or this land? But now, my lord the king, please listen. Let me bring my petition before you. Do not send me back to the house of Jonathan the secretary, or I will die there. King Zedekiah then gave orders for Jeremiah to be placed in the courtyard of the guard and given a loaf of bread from the street of the bakers each day until all the bread in the city was gone. So Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard. Jeremiah in a cistern. Jeremiah 38, 1-13. Shephatiah, son of Matan, Gedaliah, son of Pasher, Jekul, son of Shelemiah, and Pasher, son of Malkajah, heard what Jeremiah was telling all the people when he said, This is what the Lord says. Whoever stays in this city will die by the sword, famine, or plague, but whoever goes over to the Babylonians will live. They will escape with their lives. They will live. And this is what the Lord says. This city will certainly be given in the hands of the army of the king of Babylon, who will capture it. Then the officials said to the king, This man should be put to death. He is discouraging the soldiers who are left in this city, as well as all the people, by the things he is saying to them. This man is not seeking the good of these people, but their ruin. He is in your hands, King Zedekiah answered. The king can do nothing to oppose you. So they took Jeremiah and put him into a cistern of Malkajah and the king's son, which was in the courtyard of the guard. They lowered Jeremiah by ropes into the cistern. It had no water in it, only mud, and Jeremiah sank down into the mud. But Ebed-Melech, a Cushite, an official in the royal palace, heard that they had put Jeremiah into the cistern. While the king was sitting in the Benjamin gate, Ebed-Melech went out of the palace and said to him, My lord the king, these men have acted wickedly in all they've done to Jeremiah the prophet. They've thrown him into a cistern while he will starve to death when there is no longer any bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech, the Cushite, Take thirty men from here with you and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the cistern before he dies. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him and went to a room under the treasury in the palace. He took some old rags and worn-out clothes from there and let them down with ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Ebed-Melech the Cushite said to Jeremiah, Put these old rags and worn-out clothes under your arms to pad the ropes. Jeremiah did so, and they pulled him up with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern. And Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard. Zedekiah questions Jeremiah. Jeremiah 38, 14-28a. Then King Zedekiah sent for Jeremiah the prophet and had him brought to the third entrance to the temple of the Lord. I'm going to ask you something, the king said to Jeremiah. Do not hide anything from me. Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, if you give an answer, will you not kill me? Even if I did give you counsel, you would not listen to me. 
But King Zedekiah swore this oath secretly to Jeremiah, As surely as the Lord lives, who has given us breath, I will neither kill you nor hand you over to those who want to kill you. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, This is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says. If you surrender to the officers of the king of Babylon, your life will be spared and this city will not be burned down. You and your family will live. But if you will not surrender to the officers of the king of Babylon, this city will be given into the hands of the Babylonians and they will burn it down. You yourself will not escape from them. King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I am afraid of the Jews who have gone over to the Babylonians, for the Babylonians may hand me over to them and they will mistreat me. They will not hand you over, Jeremiah replied. Obey the Lord by doing what I tell you. Then it will go well with you and your life will be spared. But if you refuse to surrender, this is what the Lord has revealed to me. All the women left in the palace of the king of Judah will be brought out to the officials of the king of Babylon. Those women will say to you, They misled you and overcame you, those trusted friends of yours. Your feet are sunk in the mud. Your friends have deserted you. All your wives and children will be brought out to the Babylonians. You yourself will not escape from their hands, but will be captured by the king of Babylon, and this city will be burned down. Then Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, Do not let anyone know about this conversation, or you may die. If the officials hear that I talked with you, and they come to you and say, Tell us what you said to the king and what the king said to you, do not hide it from us, or we will kill you. Then tell them, I was pleading with the king not to send me back to Jonathan's house to die there. All the officials did come to Jeremiah and question him, and he told them everything the king had ordered him to say. So they said no more to him, for no one had heard his conversation with the king. And Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard until the day Jerusalem was captured. Ezekiel's ministry began in July of 593 BC. Ezekiel was among those deported to Babylon when King Jehoiakim surrendered Jerusalem to the Babylonians in February of 597 BC, four and one half years before Ezekiel's first visions. A Vision of Living Creatures, Ezekiel 1, 1 28, 593 BC. In my thirtieth year, in the fourth month of the fifth day, when I was among the exiles by the Kiber River, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. On the fifth of the month, it was the fifth year of the king of, king of exile, of King Jehoiakim, the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, by the Kiber River in the land of the Babylonians. There the hand of the Lord was on him. I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal, and in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. In appearance their form was human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, their feet were like those of a calf and gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings on their four sides they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings, and the wings of the one touched the wings of the other. Each one went straight ahead, they did not turn as they moved. Their faces looked like this, each of the four had the face of a human being. And on the right side, each had the face of a lion, and on the left, the face of an ox. Each also had the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. They each had two wings spreading out upward, each wing touching that of the creature on the other side, and each had two wings covering its body. Each one went straight ahead. Wherever the spirit would go, they would go without turning as they went. The appearance of the living creatures was like burning coals of fire or like torches. Fire moved back and forth among the creatures. It was bright, and lightning flashed out of it. The creatures sped back and forth like flashes of lightning. As I looked at the living creatures, I saw a wheel on the ground beside each creature with its four faces. This was the appearance and structure of the wheels. They sparkled like topaz, and all four looked alike. Each appeared to be made like a wheel intersecting a wheel. 
As they moved, they would go in any one of the four directions the creatures faced. The wheels did not change direction as the creatures went. Their rims were high and awesome, and all four rims were full of eyes all around. When the living creatures moved, the wheels beside them moved, and when the living creatures rose from the ground, the wheels also rose. Wherever the spirit would go, they would go, and the wheels would rise along with them, because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When the creatures moved, they also moved. When the creatures stood still, they also stood still. And when the creatures rose from the ground, the wheels rose along with them, because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Spread out above the heads of the living creatures was what looked like something like a vault, sparkling like crystal and awesome. Under the vault, their wings were stretched out one toward the other, and each one two wings covering its body. When the creatures moved, I heard the sound of their wings, like the roar of rushing waters, like the voice of the Almighty, like the tumult of an army. When they stood still, they lowered their wings. Then there came a voice from above the vault over their heads as they stood with lowered wings. Above the vault over their heads was what looked like a throne of lapis lazuli, and high above on the throne was a figure like that of a man. I saw that from what appeared to be his waist up, he looked like glowing metal, as if full of fire, and that from there down he looked like fire, and brilliant light surrounded him. Like the appearance of a rainbow with the clouds on a rainy day, so was the radiance around him. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. When I saw it, I fell face down, and I heard the voice of one speaking. Ezekiel's Call and Commission, Ezekiel 2, 1-3.15 He said to me, Son of man, stand up on your feet, and I will speak to you. As he spoke, the Spirit came into me and raised me to my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. He said, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been in this revolt against me to this very day. The people to whom I am sending you are obstinate and stubborn. Say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are rebellious people, they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, Son of man, do not be afraid of them or their words. Do not be afraid, though briars and thorns are all around you and you live among scorpions. Do not be afraid of what they say or be terrified by them, though they are rebellious people. You must speak my words to them, whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, listen to what I say to you. Do not rebel like that rebellious people. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Then I looked and I saw a hand stretched out to me. In it was a scroll which he unrolled before me. On both sides of it were written words of lament and mourning and woe. And he said to me, Son of man, eat what is before you. Eat this scroll. Then go and speak to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he gave me the scroll to eat. Then he said to me, Son of man, eat this scroll I am giving you and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it, and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. He then said to me, Son of man, now go to the people of Israel and speak my words to them. You're not being sent to a people of obscure speech and strange language, but to the people of Israel, not to many peoples of obscure speech and strange language whose words you cannot understand. Surely if I had sent you to them, they would have listened to you. But the people of Israel are not willing to listen to you because they are not willing to listen to me. For all the Israelites are hardened and obstinate. But I will make you as unyielding and hardened as they are. I will make your forehead like the hardest stone, harder than flint. Do not be afraid of them or terrified by them though they are a rebellious people. And he said to me, Son of man, listen carefully and take to heart all the words I speak to you. Go now to your people in exile and speak to them. Say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, whether they listen or fail to listen. 
Then the Spirit lifted me up, and I heard behind me a loud rumbling sound as the glory of the Lord rose from the place where it was standing. It was the sound of the wings of the living creatures brushing against each other, and the sound of the wheels beside them, a loud rumbling sound. The Spirit then lifted me up and took me away, and I went in bitterness and in the anger of my spirit with the strong hand of the Lord on me. I came to the exiles who lived at Tel Aviv near the Kiber River, and there where they were living, I sat among them for seven days, deeply distressed. And that's the end of the reading for August 15th. So you've got uh, Jeremiah and what was going on with him there near the end before Judah was taken into captivity fully. You also have uh, Ezekiel and God calling him into a prophetic ministry. Well, what stands out to me devotionally um, as I was look as I was thinking about what's going on in Jeremiah, uh, it connected with what I'm reading at the end here in Ezekiel two. Um, God is talking to Ezekiel. He said, "But the people of Israel are not willing to listen to you, because they're not willing to listen to me. For all the Israelites are hardened and obstinate." And then um, he says, "Now go to your people in exile and speak to them." Say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, whether they listen or fail to listen. My takeaway from that is is that I've got to, first of all, of course, hear God's word, all of it, and apply it to my life, even if I don't like it. But the other thing is, is God calls me to share his word as he calls me to, to share truth with other people in my life. I need to share what he has guided me to share, whether people listen to me or not. And especially as I share God's word with people, um, it's not about them whether they listen to me or not, is will they listen to God? I'm not God. But if I'm speaking his truth, if I'm speaking his word, that's the message that is important. And my responsibility is not to make other people hear me and do what God's word says. My responsibility, first and foremost, is to honor God by obeying his word first and then sharing his word regardless of the response. So, Father, help me today to honor you by obeying your word, to follow you, to stay close to you, and, Father, to share your truths in any circumstance that you bring today with others, knowing that it's not my responsibility to convince them but their responsibility to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.